It's time once again for another chapter of The Rich Heart Show, broadcasting live around the world from the Rich Heart Global and Core Studios in Atlanta. And now, please welcome your host, international business dynamics coach, real estate broker, and wealth finance and people consultant, Rich Hart. Hey, welcome back to the Rich Art Show. I want to thank you very much for joining us here today. Hey, today in the studio, we have two very, very special guests that we're going to be talking about total expression, communication for tomorrow's advanced communicators, bringing that platform expression right to your very fingertips. So guys, welcome here. I'd like to introduce you to one, Mr. Jim Dawson. Jim, say hello out there. Hi, everybody. Thank you, Rich. <laughs> Pleasure to be here today. And Mr. Harry Vandekreven. Thank you, Rich. Pleasure to be here. Harry, Jim, you guys, we've all been in this circle at Self-Communication, all right? And um, what you guys have been able to put together is an advanced level opportunity, advanced level look into all right, a program called Total Expression where Total Expressions is a speaker's workshop. And then basically out here is that, you know, we're going to be getting into expediting your communication learning. And how good are you? Or are you really that good? I'm better than that. <laughs> I'm better and I, than that. And I certainly hope so. Before we get there, Jim, just a little bit about yourself. Mm-hmm. Tell us what's going on. Well, as far as uh, when you start looking at uh, training, you may say, or development, I have an undying belief in human potential. Good. And what I like to do is bring people to their maximum potential. In fact, I bring people past what I can do because certain people have certain talents. And you can get that when you get that talent out of individual, it's marvelous. That's good. Can't beat it. No. And so that's probably tried and true over what the course of many, many experiences. Well, it started in the 1980s and retreats in the mountains, you know, <laughs> doing little communication retreats and storytelling retreats, and it grew from there. Yes, yeah, super, super, super. Welcome, welcome. Harry, Harry, tell us a little yes, bit about sir. what's going on with Harry Vendekreven. I started learning how to spell today. Well, thank and you so- <laughs> very much. Thank you. It's, it's a little bit of an easy name. It is, without a doubt. Yeah, I would, while Jim is a trainer, I'm what you might call a speaking professional. In, this, in, other, in other words, I spoke because of my profession. Okay. I learned very quickly that if you want to be noticed, you have to speak well because you never know who's in the audience. If your boss comes up to you and says, oh, by the way, Harry, can you say a few words about your project? And you get, and you get up in front of an audience, you don't know if there's a CS, like a senior vice president right. or someone in the audience that might be looking for someone. Well, at the time... Not to make a mistake is standing in front of an audience. Right. So the more you can do to become a better communicator right. and to be more comfortable with it, that's what you need to do. All right. So let's talk about this communication. Jim, what's communication all about these days? Well, that depends, Rich. That's a broad <laughs> broad term. And when people say, you know, I can communicate, I always ask them, what do they mean by that? Because it's a over and constant concept term that has many, many definitions to it. Right. And unless you know what you're talking about in a specific area, you really can't explain it. So when we talk about communication or total expression, what we're doing is taking the individual and having the individual express what they want to say in a way that people would hear them. So for example, how many people would like to change someone else's mind? <laughs> you know? And a mind-blowing experience. It, it, it is. <laughs> it really is. And I do a lot of classes. And what I do is I like to ask people, 
how many people, especially leadership classes, how many people here are in sales? And very few hands go up. Right. And then I ask how many people are married? And all the hands go up, or almost <laughs> all the hands. And I said, now you know what your problem is. You stop selling. You know? <laughs> so how we talk to people makes a difference in how they hear us and how we say it. And if we're not careful and practice what we want to do, whether it's with someone very close to us or it's an audience or it's a boss, depending on what the environment is, we need to adapt to that. Right. And most people don't. They say, here's who I am. And I say, really? Hmm. Mm. Interesting. Let's try one of two things and see if maybe you are something else. Right, right. Harry, Jim has come from a, uh, a level of creating workshops and, and training and understanding itself or working with individuals to expand the next level. Your speaking came in from a business aspect. Exactly. Developing from the business aspect exactly. and working that level of communication up. Uh, how is communication important for what you do or especially where you came from? Well, obviously, and I was talking with someone the other day, you know, when I was a kid, 50 years ago or so, we'd sit around reading comics mm -hmm. and we would marvel at Dick Tracy talking to his watch. And what do you have nowadays? Apple watches. Technology <laughs> has changed, but the, the importance of being able to com communicate, to say what you mean and mean what you say and stand in front of a crowd or w whether it's two people, whether it's 200 people is extremely important. And so that's the thing that I learned when I was when I was working that if I wanted to be noticed, I needed to be I needed to have the confidence to say what I wanted to say right. without without making mistakes. Sure. And you have to practice. You know, guys, communication comes in many forms. You know, and I've been noticing um, just even on the airways and the TVs how the the commercials have been changing, mm -hmm. all right? When we start talking about yeah. communication, mm -hmm. the story, the content, the human mm -hmm. level of entertainment that brings people or brings those words to life right. is really engaging those individuals to either want to make a purchase, want to do something, customers are reaching out to do something mm -hmm. that's going to create actions, okay? Right. And within the communication out there and learning good communication, you're seeing that individuals themselves are sports figures and business mm -hmm. uh, leaders and other individuals themselves and other types of what ways of making money right communication is always a key binder it's always that key piece out there where the individuals themselves have to have a what a working knowledge on, right you know um so as that i mean people themselves i mean let's put it this way everybody turn around and tell me or that i'm hearing today everybody is communicating everybody's speaking and i think the speaking industry itself has gotten what inundated mm -hmm. with a lot of different types of folks um well, we're pardon to say this, but yeah, it's thinking they can speak. <laughs> well, technology has actually gotten in a way of people able to express themselves. Mm -hmm. When you're texting a message or you're sending an email, the true intonation of what's really being said normally is not heard. Right. And, you know, I worked in universities for a while. And it was interesting when people came from the tech field to assist us in the data center that they could not hold a conversation. Yeah. They could do the bits and bytes very well, but they would be lost because they weren't able to communicate with other people. Right. A lot of people who are very smart, very intelligent, lose out on promotions and other things because they cannot communicate. 
communicate effectively. effectively. Right, exactly. You know, it's very funny that you said that because even those individuals themselves that speak all the time, those that are educators, those that are in the college systems and things of this nature. Um, and not until I learned the proper format, all right, the etiquette of, or let's just say the elements of, mm -hmm. all right, until I really started compiling what those elements are, um, really didn't realize how inefficiently people were communicating. Yeah, I have two stories as far as educators, because uh, I did a lot of presentation training in both corporate America and privately. And I had one of the premier nuclear scientists in my class, a presentation class. And he told me when he came in, he didn't know why he was here. And after three days, he came to me and said, I should have done this 20 years ago. That's right, exactly. In other words, they're looking very specifically at something and being very good at something, and communication is not there. Right. And when you go to a college class, the professors who are a talking head wonder why people fall asleep or lose interest. <laughs> and the reason is, is their message is flat. Right. Now, another example I had is a leading scientist who was born in China, came to this country, was working in a high-tech company, and she came, and she actually told me that she cannot speak very well. And when I heard her speak, she was elegant. Mm -hmm. She had a professor in college that told her she should never speak in public. Really? And that's because, I'll guarantee you, he was jealous of her intellect. <laughs> Probably so. But she was just eloquent. She needed a couple of basics. She needed to practice a little bit. But again, we have certain instances throughout our lives that actually rent space in our head and limits us in what we really can do. Right, exactly. So that's an important part of it. So when you're looking at your communication skills, can you coach yourself? And the answer is no. Yeah, right. So yeah. you really have to reach out. So Harry, in your particular case, we're, we're, we're coming up through corporate America. Again, we're engaging these individuals themselves over a period of time. How did you see your communication change when you start really understanding the elements, the nuts and bolts, the screws that well, actually held communication together? I actually learned about communication when I was in the seventh grade. In Sister Marianne's class. <laughs> Sister Marianne always Sister Marianne <laughs> had me stand up, which meant I was in trouble of some sort. And she right. said, Mr. Vanagradman, you stutter. You have a speech impediment. And in walked a door, a speech, uh, a therapist. Speech therapist, right. Exactly. And from that day forward, I was a, in my mind, first thing in my mind is I was a stutter. Three years later, in the end of my freshman year, my speech therapist at that time told me, she said, Harry, I want you to take a speech class next year. In my mind, that was the stupidest thing in the world. The only good news is I could take a two-minute speech and with my stuttering, turn it into a five-minute speech. <laughs> <laughs> Without trying. And so I took public speaking, and I was scared out of my wits. Sure. The first speech I gave, I sat down, and I was just drenched in sweat. And my the spe my teacher said, you know, Mr. Vanacraben, you have a speech impediment. And I was about to say, no kidding, lady. <laughs> but then she said, Harry, but you didn't stutter once. Not once. And the reason was I was using all the techniques that was taught to me by my speech therapist. If you look at the movie, The King's Speech, about King George VI, George VI right, yeah. that last, when he had to give the speech. Mm -hmm. So over the years, I realized that all the things I had learned, 
from my speech classes, my speech therapist really helped me. So it was just a motivating force. So when I got into business and I started working, I knew by getting books and listening to other speakers that I could become better and better. And, and in the process, set myself apart from the average and the ordinary. Good deal. And that's what we look to do. We look to, sell, to establishing our own grounds. All right, to where we can expand, reach, and grow, right, especially through those levels of communication. All right, hey guys, welcome. You know, Jim Dawson, Barrick, uh, Harry Vandekraben here today. We're talking about communication for tomorrow's advanced communicators and bringing that platform of expression to your fingertips. All right, whether you're a, a, a speaking professional, whether you're a professional speaker, a novice, or seasoned individual, um, total expressions. I think, guys, this is this is a place for people to be. You guys, we all come from that level of experience. I think what we we actually just. Related to, to the fact itself that you want to speak better, you want to learn to speak, speak more. Okay, not speak less, speak more. And within that regards of sales, um, I know this Total Expressions Workshop itself is coming up. It's 12 sessions. We'll talk about that a little bit. But Jim Dawson, if you want to reach out to Jim Dawson, 770-640-0840. It's Dawson at amarketing.com. Harry Vandekraven, 678-521-4351. It's Harry Speaks at bellsouth.net. Bellsouth.net, still out there, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. But lo and behold, hey, guys, let's talk about a little bit more of the crux, the details. Let's talk about some of these elements. All right. And Jim, so when we talk about the talk about the, the experience of communication, all right, uh, we talk about it's a whole body experience. It is. And there's eight, we've identified themselves as being eight elements of communication, mm-hmm. okay? So what are, what are those elements? Let's, let's talk about, let's break down those elements because these are, these, this is the crux, of total right. expression. Right. This is the crux where individuals themselves are really going to start to lark, uh, look and work and develop and reach and grow right. All right, with these specialized skills and how total expressions themselves are really going to relate to what you do right. as a communicator. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's talk about those eight elements. One. Well, when you look at the eight elements, they all come together. So how do you organize, develop your speech? And one of the things I learned many, many years ago was the fact that most people start at the beginning on their speech. And that's probably the wrong place to start. Mm -hmm. You start at the end. Put the end in mind. Uh What do you want to leave your audience with, whether it's one or 101? What what do you want to leave them with? And then you work on your opening to get to that end, and then the middle will come together. And the important part about that is that the middle is the flexible part of your presentation. So whether you got to speak for five minutes, 15 minutes, 30 minutes, or an hour, if you know what your opening and close is, the other stuff can move back and forth depending on what it is. Right, exactly. So how you organize and how you develop your speech is very important and work with that. Then from there, what impression do you want to leave with the audience? In other words, there are people who are very funny, naturally. Mm-hmm. Other people have to work on it. Right. <laughs> there are serious speeches. There are informational speeches. There are all different types of presentations that people give. And what impression do you want to leave? Now, if you're giving an informational speech, you want to appear as an expert. Right. If you're giving a humorous speech, you want to appear funny. Mm-hmm. So we go through those different elements on what impression are you leaving with the audience and how do you leave that impression with the audience? The main thing is you're credible. That's right. So- even the impression when you talk about whole body experience, how are you dressed for where you're presenting? Right, exactly. I've seen so many people undermine their career because they were underdressed. <laughs> you know, Put on if, clean underwear. Uh, that's correct. That's Mom says that. Absolutely. <laughs> so the key is that if you wear a shirt and a tie, 
you can always take that off. Right. If you don't have it, you can't put it on. Right. No, no matter how that happens. Sure. Then we get down to what what's your word choice? Mm-hmm. In other words, when you're speaking to an audience, you want to make sure that you're clearly understood. So if you're going to use any kind of acronyms or any kind of unfamiliar words, you got to make sure you explain what they are. And a lot of people just are used to acronyms. Sure. I remember one time working with a university, I threw a salesperson out of my office because he wouldn't tell me what he was talking about because it was all acronyms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Makes it kind of a one-sided conversation. It, it does. <laughs> it does. And I told him three times to tell me what he was talking about and he, he couldn't, couldn't get it down. So those are part of it. So word choice is very important. And then from there, how do you use your voice to make the words different? In classes that I teach like this, I can control the emotion of the whole class within six seconds, just by intonation, just by intonation. And they know it's fake and they know it's set up and their emotions are still controlled. So what happens when it's live? Mm. (laughs) So when you really look at that, what does the voice represent? Well, the voice really represents the true meaning behind what you're saying. True. Then from there... Hold on a second, Jim. Yeah. So we've talked about four of those eight elements so right. far already. And Harry, how is those elements themselves, just the four out there, knowing that we have development organization, we have the impressions that you make, uh, the, the choice of words, and the voice and vitality, how does that really play? How did it play for you? What are the things themselves? Why was that so important to get those first four, the first eight? Well, content... Or, or knowing what you're going to say. It's like when you get up in the morning on vacation, you already know where you're going. You'd hope so. Well, hopefully you know <laughs> where you're going. You, you already know the flight you're taking. You already know all the different aspects. Right. That's why content is so important yeah. because you have to plan it out. You have to figure out exa- exactly what do, you want, what do you want your audience to take away. Right. When you're done talking. The value. The, the value, value of it. What do you want your audience? What challenge did you want your audience to do? So that's part of the, that's the, that's the first step. And then the other, other attributes come into play. They, they, they fit like a glove. Right. They fit like two hands coming together. So the impressions, the word choice out there. And then when you start talking about the vitality of the voice, especially with the content, I mean, you're not going to, you're not going to talk about content that you're not freshly related to. Or things themselves are just a little outside your comfort zone or things of this nature. You well, want to bring you, reality you, to it. If you talk about, content outside yourself your audience is going to know it sure they're because they're going to tell that you're faking it so you you have to get very real about this Mm -hmm. and then obviously your your voice says a lot of things like jim said Mm -hmm. if you come across with a very weak very bored voice your audience is going to pick that up sure without a doubt audience we call it audience (laughs) perception yeah (laughs) you know that reminds me of one time when i was uh, in an organization, and we were all flown to headquarters for a meeting. And the head of the organization got up there, and he gave this motivational speech that sounded like a funeral sermon. <laughs> and I turned to my coworkers and I said, "We're not going to be in business in two years." I was wrong. We weren't in business in a year. Wow. So it all came through because he had all the right words, but his mental state was not where it was because it wasn't in good shape. Yeah, yeah. So the total expression, all right, the speaker workshop, when we really start taking a look at the development organization content, the impression, we start taking out the, the words choice. Choice of words is going to be extremely important, all right, the organization of those words and the vitality that you bring not only your voice to but the message to mm-hmm. are those four binding areas, especially in the beginning. Now we get to the what? The other half. 
Mm -hmm. Okay. And so we talk about body movement and using the the body parts, Jim. So what, what happens there? Well, what you're looking at is through surveys and research, they said most of your message is comes through body movement. Mm-hmm. And facial expressions will combine those two right. because when you really think about it, when you're with a group, if you watch the body movement of certain people, you can actually pick up their intent. And a lot of people do not observe well. When I'm in class, I'm always asking the students, what do you observe? And I am amazed on the silence that goes on. One, they don't want to make a mistake, which is wrong because we're in a laboratory anytime we're in a classroom. Secondly, they really don't know what to look for. Yet, if they were in a situation, it would become apparent and there would be emotional connection. Right. We're all emotional creatures. Sure. So the face is a true expression of where we are. And again, there's universal facial expressions and there's different cultural facial expressions. So what message are you delivering? How does your face look and how is your body in the right position to say the right things. In other words, if you're talking about big and your body's closed, there's a mixed message. That's right, exactly. You know, if you're talking about something's exciting and you're talking about it, boy, this was really exciting. There's a mixed message and your body goes right along with your voice. So the body and the voice really link each other together right. well, on the, what it is. The body tells a fantastic story all oh. right, for the words to follow. And if anybody have children, they're your perfect laboratory. Without a doubt. You know, so it just comes up. And as adults, we see the same thing, but we don't know how to call it. Right. And how would you feel like, you guys, think about this, the the generations, all right, and how communication has been breaking down. Let's just just use breaking down, all right, diluting, okay, (laughs) because of social medias, because of different ways of texting and ways of communication. The um, the old formats of tin can and string, (laughs) yeah, okay, have pretty much disappeared. And so how's the generation play, especially when the communications across the generations? Well, what you have, and again, we'll get into this a little bit differently, but questioning and listening are critical. Now, I normally ask people, what instruments do we have to listen with? And everybody comes up with the obvious. Well, we have our ears and we have our eyes. And they're missing the biggest instrument. That's your heart. Mm Mm-hmm. It's the emotions Emotions, that come through that invisible wavelength of emotions that tell you everything. And anybody who's been in a relationship and their partner has said something off key and you said, what'd you say? And I said, no, I didn't mean that. Yes, they did. (laughs) Yes, they did. So, So again, when you're in front of an audience and you're not practiced and you say something out of, let's say- Off color. Well, off color is a whole different out issue. Out of tone. Out of tone. Yeah. It gets picked up very quickly. Sure does. Yeah. You know, in an audience, they want to see you succeed. So if you mess up, if you correct yourself immediately and take responsibility, that's a plus. Sure. If you try to cover it up or ignore it, they're watching for the next flub. Right, right. Yeah. I would say it's all being real, genuine, authentic. Oh, it sounds the same, but they all have different meanings. Absolutely. Right. All right. And so here from a communication, from a speaker, from a presentation standpoint, to be real, genuine, and authentic, uh, we have to understand there are three different meanings for each one of those words. Uh, okay. Just three, Rich? Just Well, there's many. Okay. okay. But I use this three because we're still on third grade level. Here. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But within that body movement, we can see how body movement is extremely important. Right. Okay. When it comes to communication, because, you know, a, a lot of day, a lot of times now sales across the generations, the, the X and the Ys, they're communicating differently. 
okay? And it's more of on text, on video, on phone, and things of this nature. So they may not be picking up the essence or the full essence of the message. All right, so that's why words become even more important all right, across the media. You've been in business a long time. Mm-hmm. And you get an email. Mm-hmm. And you send an email back. And then you get another email. Mm-hmm. So on about the sixth email, isn't it time to stop emailing and pick up the phone or go see somebody? You would think. You would think, right? <laughs> you would think. But we just spin our wheels and then it doesn't work out. Right. Because if I can't hear you, I really don't know what message you're sending. Exactly. Exactly. And now with the the bigger technology pushes in video, mm-hmm. already, um, we still have a, a lag time out there. All right. So... It's one of those things. But body movement, we talked about use the body parts. How about facial? You, now we're talking about facial expressions or telling that story. Yeah. What happens there? Well, your eyes are the window to the soul. We've all heard that growing yeah, right, up, have exactly. we not? Yeah. All right. Or your parents would say, you got to look at me. Don't you cut your eyes. All right. <laughs> so the whole thing, and the reason they're telling you that, because the messages you're sending are not congruent with what you're really exactly. trying to say. So when you start looking at your facial expressions, what is the one facial expression that can be seen at 300 feet? I hope a smile. That's the one. And that's the countersign of friendship. So if you're not smiling, there's an issue right there. If you're not making good eye contact, there's an issue right there. Right, exactly. The way your eyebrows go, the way you frown, your brow goes, all of these things. And you may be sneering and not smiling. Yeah. So yeah. the whole idea of where your face is is very important to the message that you're delivering. And if you're telling stories, your face even comes into being more important. Right. So I often talk about that inside the world of uh, negotiation and how negotiation plays or the how the body movements, eyes, gestures, hand movements, stance, all play a very, very important part or important role or to how that message that you're sending out there is going to be believable or not be believable. Especially when you're quiet. Shh. Those are mice. All right. So, <laughs> but for the most part, we did facial expressions. All right. And then we've got um, some effective use of, like I said, the effective use of uh, visual aids. Mm-hmm. Now, I see a lot of people themselves at PowerPoint. And some well, of these- sometimes people, a lot of people use the PowerPoint as the speaker. As to hide behind. All right. So if, if, uh, if the speaker is reading the PowerPoint and I'm reading the PowerPoint, somebody's not needed. Mm-hmm. So just give me the PowerPoint. I'll get a cup of coffee and I'll come back in an half hour. <laughs> Review it and I'll answer any questions yeah. you have at the end. <laughs> so, and that's, it, 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 you know, PowerPoint started off as a simple impression right. or a photograph. And then now as more and more people content put, just put text on there that you can't read it 10 right. feet out. Or they or they stand in front of the screen and they point to the screen with the remote control. Sure. And try to change it. And that's a PowerPointless. Yes. <laughs> so it's it, it's interesting how PowerPoint has taken over a lot over a lot of presentations, and they use PowerPoint as a cue card system. Right. Exactly. Or a safeguard, or a fail safe, or a safety net. Already in that. And in God regards. forbid the PowerPoint machine. The, the PC goes <laughs> goes down because then they're stuck. They're done. They're, they're done, done without a doubt. Jim, I mean, we've seen video aids or visual aids themselves mm-hmm. in many different ways. Uh, the body, and when we're talking about body uh, body parts and movement and things, and they say, 
That's visual aids. That's your biggest visual That's aid. That's the biggest one, without a doubt. Yeah. Uh, but what have you seen itself coming through the systems uh, as long as you've been working and developing speakers and presenters and things of this nature? Especially not only those coming through the professional side, but those are coming up through perhaps maybe the Toastmaster side or developing those specialized skills. Well, when you start looking at visual aids, and we'll just take PowerPoint here as one, there's many others, but let's look at PowerPoint. You're looking at really paring that down to give the message that would assist you in talking about what you want. Now, in technical presentations, which are different than you may talk about speech presentations or story presentations, you may need some data on that. But how that data is represented and readable is the most critical. Sure. How many PowerPoints have you seen when they say, well, you may not be able to read this, but let me tell you what's on here. Well, <laughs> I didn't need that anyway. A picture would have been much, much more effective. I'll send you the PowerPoint. Right. <laughs> so I've done four-day classes, and I use four PowerPoints in four days. That's right. All right? Because if you're trying to teach someone and you're trying to have them learn, experiential learning comes into play and PowerPoint does not belong in experiential learning. Now, if you're teaching a procedure, a PowerPoint may be very good, but you also have the workbook, you may not need the PowerPoint. So all of these things work on who you are and building your credibility versus all of a sudden, yeah, we went through that, but doesn't matter. So PowerPoint is a powerful, powerful tool it's misused like so many other things right. in the presentation worlds today. Mm-hmm. You know, for example, as Harry said, what do we really need? If you're not showing an image that creates a memory, it's not needed. Right, exactly. Which kind of coins us into the last piece out there, the eighth, what we call the eighth element, the use of your space, your movement, all right? The movement right. perhaps with intention. All right, how do we sum that up real quick? It's called choreograph. <laughs> okay, so we all need choreographers in our life. <laughs> well, when you think about it, if we're actually on stage, and if you look at really good actors, they have their movements down. There are 15 different ways to sit down, many ways to get up. <laughs> People don't practice that, so they start using the space or let's say they're abusing the space rather than using the space. Right, exactly. In other words, if you want to be the focal point of attention, stand still. Sure. When there's a meaning, move. Mm-hmm. And how you move is critical. So I was at a speech last week, which was kind of interesting, high-powered speaker, and his head was looking at the PowerPoint. And he's selling big ideas. However, he was not engaged with the audience. He was looking away. When I'm working with a class for four days, one of the things that they constantly say is I never felt tired and never felt asleep. And the reason is, is I'm looking at them all the time. It's the engagement. That's correct. It's the engagement out there. You know, it's funny because those eight elements of communication are developed around personality, behavior, learning, uh, improv for what is to do and how to do it correctly to enhance the expressions of the words or maybe the everlasting message for your listeners' ears. But what you have to do is be able to capture the attention of the listener, which is extremely important. Well, you mentioned improv, and I just want to make a word on that. Mm-hmm. Ray Charles was invited to Atlanta to have George on his mind, this state song. And NPR interviewed Ray, 
And they said, Ray, what songs do you practice? And he laughed and he says, I don't practice songs. I practice scale so I can practice. I can play songs when I have to. Improv is a speaker's notes. Right. They're the scales for a speaker. And very few speakers or professional speakers that I know do any kind of improv. Okay. So it keeps your mind sharp. It makes you think faster. It allows you to function better. You speak more effectively. It's one of the critical things. Now, when you go to a bookstore to buy an improv book, you have to go to the kids section. It's mislabeled. <laughs> so I just guarantee you go there, you pull out one and say, oh, games for kids. No, games for adults and kids. And kids, right, exactly. <laughs> well, that's what it really ties us back into the Speaker's Workshop, all right, at the, the Total Expression. Uh, that program is a 12-month program, 12 sessions, Speaker Workshop, beginning in March 21st of 2020. Registration deadline for that program is March 10th. It's limited to only 10 individuals per group, right. which I think is extremely important because of the fact itself, you're getting one-on-one -on -one attention, mm -hmm. right, without a doubt. Um, and, you know, you've got uh, your based in group setting, you're based on one-on-one -on -one setting. And so it really opens the doors to so how to take your, commu your communication, your speaking skills to the next level or to refining those professional skills that you have or know how to connect and listen to your audience, or maybe adapt to ultimately leaving a lasting message, or you know, to the court out that leaving your spirit on someone. Mm -hmm. All right, and those, and so we've got that coming up, uh, focusing on what and how to do it mentally, confidentially, and professionally. Right, um, guys, I've been through these programs. I've, I've, I've ate them, drank them, digested them, mm -hmm. brought them back up, and everything. They're super already. I'm highly recommending itself that everybody get, if you're really serious about your speaking and speaking profession, and you're really serious about communicating, communicating effectively and working with the dynamics, the, the dynamics of developing um, great audience uh, and presentation skills. This is the place to be, without a doubt. Jim, could you speak to that? And then Harry, and then we're going to just kind of kind of end, up, end okay. up a little bit here. Well, the important part about the workshop, when I was growing up, I was literally beat up in a classroom because I couldn't do something. All of my training is based on human potential without negative words. It's what have we done well? What could we done differently to enhance what we do? And we do it over and over and we'll do it different ways. In other words, there may be six to seven different ways you can do it. And I hear all the time, well, that's not like me. And I would say, well, do that. Let's see, do it this way, do it. And then when you ask the people in the class, which was best, it wasn't the one that the speaker wanted. Sure, right. It was one of the ones that we tried. That's right. And you don't try these things on your own. You just don't. Mm -hmm. So this is a way of getting feedback in the moment and experiencing what it is. So all the things are videotaped. The speech is videotaped. The feedback is videotaped. You can walk away and you have a repertoire of things to do and practices because we have a mini vignette in front of every class of a learning point. And then we do some improv. Mm -hmm. So it's all about the total aspect of communication. And that's all done here in the confines of Rich Heart Global Studios. That is correct. All right. Hash, hashtag Rich Heart Studios. All right. So we'll get that out there too as well. That's, that's, that was the Michael push. Harry, why total expression? Well, if experience is any indication, I met Jim what, 20 years ago? About 20 years ago. In his class. Yes. And people noticed right off the bat when I was at work how much better I was speaking. Right. Because he was teaching me things. He was evaluating me. 
in my prior years held accountable held accountable there you go um and, and that was that was a mind that was an eye-opening experience and then i remembered a quote from uh michael jordan because i i was used to work in a restaurant that michael jordan was part owner and he was one of the hardest he was the hardest working team on the bulls a member on the bulls and even though he was the best he still had to practice. Sure he still had to be evaluated, to be coached. I don't care how good you are. Practice and evaluating is paramount. If good. you want to take it to the next level, and taking it to the next level is always the hardest. Sure it is. It's always the hardest. Mm-hmm. If you go from zero to 80%, not a problem. 85 to, to 90, it's a little much harder. Mm-hmm. 90 to 95, so much tougher. But if you've got the great help is with Jim who can help you get there. Right. It makes it much easier. Makes focus a lot easier, Mr. Yeah. Jim. It does. It does. <laughs> Without it does. a doubt. Yeah. Hey guys, I want to thank you very much for coming on the show. That's about all the time we have today. Right. Uh, would you guys be willing to come back in the near future? Sure. And talk sure. more about communication. Sure. All right. Oh, we look forward to having you back on this. Is this an ever, <laughs> never ending, depth. never ending subject yeah. out there, especially yeah. with today's world and, and how we're, we're reaching out to build and increase and develop levels of communication out there. Yeah. So guys, I want to thank you very much. Let's give it up for you. Jim and Harry. Thank you very My much pleasure. for coming. And we'll see you, you guys real soon. All right. This is Rich Hart. I want to thank you very much for joining us on this show of communication, bringing the platform expression right to your very fingertips. Thank you very much. Have a great day. And God bless. Bye-bye now. Thank you again for joining us and our guests on The Rich Hart Show. Use the social media links here to share today's show and stay tuned for the next episode of The Rich Hart Show. Brought to you in part by Rich Hart Global Incorporated and the Core Institute. For more information and to connect with the show host and sponsors, visit richheart.com or email us at info at richheart.com.